welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Today, I want to start things off a little differently by beginning the show by asking you to ponder a few questions, generally surrounding the topic of school and education. So, I'm going to give you these same four questions at the end of the episode to ponder uh, during the week to come, but I just wanted to start with these questions as well. The first is where or how did school best serve you? Second, if you could add one subject to elementary or high school, what subject would it be? Maybe even a second or a third subject if you feel so inspired. Question three, what were the best locations for learning, for growing, for learning outside of school and home? Four, how do we make home a nurturing learning environment? So those are the prompts, the school, the philosophy of school prompts that I want us to start off with in this episode, because this episode really is launching season three, entitled School, Past, Present, and Future. Well, it's at least a working title, School, Past, Present, and Future. And not only are we going to be exploring this notion of school, but I'm concurrently building the Weather of the Mind school. By building an alternate school, it's like a laboratory to kind of um, try out these philosophies and these ideas and really explore this notion of school and really think about, you know, how will schools change and evolve in the future? And also reflecting back on the philosophical schools of ancient Greek and Roman periods, whether the mind school very much is meant as a supplement for uh, learning that occurs in schools, in home, and on your own. And especially focus on emotional health and practical skills. How do I cook a good meal? How does the interest rate on my credit card work? Basic human skills, practical skills that are the foundation of a good life. podcast, I've, I drew up this image and I was talking about this farm that I worked at and I was in charge of managing the greenhouses at this farm and we had heirloom peppers and heirloom tomato plants and there were a hundred different varieties if not 150 and literally thousands and thousands of baby plants my job was to make sure they were healthy, keep them growing, give them, make good soils for them. And we made, our focus was to make them really strong early in life. So in this type of school, we were really getting them at a very young age and trying to make them strong, trying to make them tough, uh, going through cycles of challenging them and allowing them to experience drought to have to really be resourceful and put out their own roots. So we're really trying to modeling the highs and lows of life to these young plants. I often think back to that, that nursery 
And, and our mission of the thinking was, how do we nurture healthy growth? How do we set in, in motion and encourage healthy growth? So that's what I think about when I think about schools and certainly when I think about the Weather of the Mind podcast or this notion of a Weather of the Mind school. But I also think school is something that is worth reevaluating because school and growth and, and lifelong growth and lifelong learning are such important topics. I think it behooves us to expand our thoughts of what school is and what school can be. And that's why I'm really fascinated about how, how and where people are learning outside of school and outside of home. I think these are really important places to consider. So this is the kind of conversations and the discussions I want to be having over the next, next few months as we explore this topic of school. So we call this season three of the podcast. Season one, the first 17 episodes, kind of an exploratory, dabbling in a few different topics and seeing what was working and just kind of warming up sort of season. And then season two, which went from 18 to 53 or so, and that was about biography and seeing can biography be the foundation of emotional health education. This season is really be talking about the, the institution or the locations uh, places where we learn, how we learn, and what what do we want to be learning? What do we want to continue learning? What do we want to be teaching our young children? What's the what's the fundamental curriculum for a positive, content, fruitful modern life? I did some research on some quotes to stimulate our initial conversation, our initial discussion. Some quotes on the topic of educational philosophy. So let's run through about five or six of these worth a ponder. So the first by our man Carl Jung. One looks back with appreciation to the brilliant teacher, but with gratitude to those who touched our human feelings. The curriculum is so much necessary raw material, but warmth is the vital element for the growing plant and for the soul of the child. Warmth is the vital element for the growing plant and for the soul of the child. Carl Jung. Here's one from 19th century educational reformist Horace Mann. A teacher who is attempting to teach without inspiring the pupil with a desire to learn is hammering on cold iron. A teacher who is attempting to teach without inspiring the pupil with a desire to learn is hammering on cold iron. This one, I think, is a huge problem in, in, modern, in modern education. Some students are just not getting inspired to learn. So we have to really examine that and understand where is that inspiration to learn, that inspiration to grow? How is that seed planted? And if, if that's not growing in a person, how do we encourage that? The next quote is by the French essayist Michel de Montaigne. Since philosophy is the art which teaches us how to live, and since children need to learn it as much as we do at other ages, why do we not instruct them in it? But in truth, I know nothing about the philosophy of education except this, that the greatest and the most important difficulty known to human learning seems to lie in that area which treats how to bring up children and how to educate them. So to go back to his first line there, since philosophy is the art which teaches us how to live, and since children need to learn this as much as we do at other ages, why do we not instruct them at it? 
So looking at philosophy, philosophy, some of the core ideas of how to live a good life, shouldn't we be teaching this and engaging the youngest minds in these conversations? I sit next to this book right next to me, The Philosophical Child by Jana Morlone. And this is a book I'd hope to review in, in the podcast this season, Philosophical Child, really looking about how do we put in motion a healthy, a healthy adult life by how do we put that in motion? What are the fundamental things that create a healthy adult life? What sort of skill set? And how is education and home life providing these or failing to provide these? The next quote, and I got three more for you, by Greek philosopher Diogenes. The foundation of every state is the education of its youth. Our next quote is by Maria Montessori. Early childhood education is the key to the betterment of society. And finally, Cesar Chavez. The end of all education should surely be service to others. So he's saying the focus, the end point of education should be this notion of service to others. But that's quite a, uh, a moral argument. So the, again, where is the moral? Where is the philosophy in school? Looking back at a little bit of school history, I like to always explore the root of, the root of words, the etymology. And if you look back to the original term, the original word school, it comes from an ancient Greek word that meant leisure, philosophy, lecture place, place for discussion. It was actually referring to the intermission from work when people would recreate and they'd sit together and they'd discuss, discuss life. This became very fashionable and exciting and very much alive in ancient Greek culture. The initial notion of school relate to this notion of leisure, a joyful learning, a joyful exploration. So how do we go from there in ancient Greek to a place that looks more like the opposite of leisure, a school that is more and more hours of the day for youngsters, has less recreation, has less shared art time, has less shared recess time, it's looking more and more like a prison than a place of leisure and philosophy and growth and this love of growth and discussion. So it's really important when we think of these institutions that seem so solid and so sound and unchangeable to realize that they have changed and they will change. So when we look at the notion of school, how will they change? What is school now? And how does school broader than just this place that children go? How does school, the notions of school, relate to lifelong education and lifelong growth? So maybe when we look to the future, we, we reconsider. Maybe in 20 years, we have three or four different versions of what children can choose from who are high school age. And only one looks like the sit in a chair and memorize and be fed information for eight hours a day. Because this isn't working for some people. And I think that in not working and force feeding it, we're actually hurting the spirit of some of our people, some of our students, some of ourselves. Before I repeat our prompts that I would encourage you to ponder between now and, and the next episode, I want to say that there are a lot of um, great episodes coming up this season that don't even relate to education per se. 
And one is an interview with someone who just got out of a 30-day rehab program and had a very, very positive experience. I ran into my friend uh, walking around yesterday in town here, and she was glowing. And I said, how are you? And she said, great. I just got out of 30-day rehab, and it was really, really positive, and I met a lot of great people. So we're going to have her on the show to talk about her experience in the coming weeks. We're also going to have a, uh, a guest teacher be on the show for a, a few episodes. And she is a, a yoga teacher, but so much more. Her approach to yoga is really philosophical and really holistic in a way that is very clear. She presents the physical body and the physical health related to the emotional health related to our diets, very holistic view. And this is very much rooted in the Ayurvedic traditions. But she presents and teaches in a way that's very accessible, just perfect for this podcast. She's a friend of the podcast and an avid listener, Rachel Bush. Look her up. Great teacher. Going to get her on the show soon. We've talked a little bit today about school and how school has meandered and changed and it will continue to meander and change. And we're going to try in this season to look at that meandering, that changing, and that evolution. And understand how school has related to society. School is an integral part of society and we should not evaluate it separately. That was one of the big points pushed by American educational reformist Dewey. That we have to evaluate education and culture concurrently. Their paths flow together. And they reinforce each other. So let's leave you with a few questions to ponder. Where did school and how did school best serve you? If you could add one subject to elementary school or high school, what would it be? Where were the best locations for learning, for growing, for development outside of school and home for you? How do we make home a nurturing learning environment. Feel free to send an email, weatherofthemind at gmail.com. Feel free to leave a message in response, weatherofthemind.org. Or feel free to just ponder on your own and join back into the discussion and reflection next week. Hope we stimulated some good, healthy growth in your mind and spirit. I hope you feel encouraged by the broadcast. Please Keep exercising, keep hydrating. The body, the mind, and the spirit are very much connected. Let's have faith in continued growth. Keep living and learning. Have a great day and week. Bye-bye.